This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 503 with Leslie Tagorda. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 503. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by care.com. To save 30% off a premium membership, go to care.com slash shameless mom. Leslie Tagorda is a multiracial brand astrologer, designer, podcast host, and author. An Aquarius boss woman and human design projector, she calls herself a brand navigator as she guides spiritual entrepreneurs, social impact makers, and visionaries to become the luminary leaders they were born to be using an innovative system of empowered brand and business astrology called the Astro Brand Framework. Since 2004, Leslie has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs and social impact organizations clarify their brand so they can stop hiding and contribute their expertise in the world through their websites, social media, and brands. She hosts a podcast and Facebook community, The Savvy Luminary, Astrology for Entrepreneurs, and when not stargazing and advising, she's a professional classic clarinetist touring with her nationally recognized chamber ensemble or playing in the pits of groups like the San Francisco Ballet and the San Francisco Opera. However, with this current global pandemic that we're in, all gigs are canceled. Leslie resides in the occupied land of the Ohlone Ramaytush, currently called San Francisco, with her husband and her son, Rocket. And I just have to thank her for giving credit to where she resides on indigenous land. I love that. And I think that's important and significant and worth noting. 
So I know Leslie because we were in a mastermind together over the last couple of years. And we actually even got to be roommates together at one of our retreats back when retreats were a thing, back when having roommates in a hotel was a thing a lifetime ago, right? But Leslie is the kindest, sweetest, most thoughtful person. She's an beautiful listener and observer, and she sees all the things. And unlike me, she does not charge through life, knocking things over in her path. She sits back and takes it in and she has so much wisdom. And you're going to hear that really come through in our conversation. And her wisdom comes from the stars. It comes from astrology. And before you decide that this episode is not for you or this is too woo-woo, I really want you to listen in because I, over the last few years, have learned more and more about different things like astrology and other pieces that make up who we are. And what's been really, really cool about this, and you'll hear me talk about this in the interview, is how affirming it has been and how validating it's been and how it's really created space for me to more deeply understand why I'm drawn to do certain kinds of work, why I am totally pulled away and deterred from doing other kinds of work. And it's given me a lot of direction in terms of deciding what I want to do professionally, how I want to keep going in a certain direction. And really why I feel this magneticism towards certain things. So Les is going to blow your mind in a few ways. She's also going to read my birth chart, which I think will be really fascinating for everyone, because you'll get to kind of hear what this is actually like to talk to someone who knows all the things about astrology and can make it actually really practical and really hands on in terms of being able to integrate astrology into your life in ways that are really powerful, whether that's in your career, whether that's in your daily life, whether it's in motherhood, all really, really powerful stuff. So listen in to hear Leslie dig into the acknowledgement that we have all lost something and we are all grieving something right now. She'll talk about the rise and the power of female leaders and spiritual leaders in 2020 and moving forward. She shares her accidental entrance into motherhood and grieving her pre-motherhood life. We have a good laugh over that. She talks about how her multicultural family led her on a spiritual path to discover astrology and then later turn it into a career. After kind of dancing around it for a while, she finally decided to lean all the way into that and it's taken her to amazing places. She shares how to amplify your energy and your gifts by understanding your astrological birth chart, why the massive energy around change, shift, and growth in 2020 is totally real and part of a big expansion that only happens every 800 years. I thought this was so fascinating. She digs into how this shift applies directly to you and to your ability to overcome self-limiting beliefs in the near future. Then we go through the reading of my actual birth chart, which is, I think, really fascinating and like it made me laugh over and over again because so many things were dead on. So this was helpful to me, but I think you'll also see how this could be really helpful to you as well. And then she's going to share how having your birth chart read can affirm and validate your direction in life and your career. And she's going to give you some really, really great resources if you want to go in that direction, if you want to go check out your own birth chart. So Oh my goodness, this conversation is such a treat. Brace yourself, prepare yourself to take some notes, and let's go ahead and dive in with Leslie Tagorda. Leslie, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for the invitation. I can't wait to chat. This is going to be so much fun. So I have to tell people how we know each other. We were in a mastermind together over the course of the last couple of years. And actually, I was just going back through photos, putting together my every year I put together photo albums at the end of the year and give them to my husband for Christmas. And I was doing my 2020 pictures and I saw pictures of 
when we got to be roommates at a retreat as part of our mastermind. And that seems like a lifetime ago that we like got to go to retreats and share rooms and all those fun things. Isn't that just crazy? That does feel like such a lifetime ago, but it was only in the beginning of 2020. And oh my gosh, I've learned so much from you, Sarah, over the last few years in that same mastermind. Such an inspiration. You're always, you're such a go-getter and wow. Thank you for everything you've taught me. (laughs) Oh, I'm likewise. I've learned a ton from you as well. And I should tell people, because I have that go-getter energy. That's like, let's just go and do and go and do. Mm -hmm. And you have the like, let's listen energy. (laughs) (laughs) Let's like slow down and listen for a second. I'm not good at the slow down and listen. So we have really opposite energy, which I love because that's so valuable for me to see that in other people to remind myself that it's really important to slow down and listen sometimes. So I think this conversation will help everyone with those kinds of things and help us learn in different ways. I'm very excited. Yes. So with all that said, I want you to tell us about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio and what you're most excited about right now. That's a big question. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I should tell people we're recording this. So this is actually going to go live right before Christmas. We're recording this a couple of weeks in advance. So it's the very end of 2020. And as they have been in 2020, big and heavy and hard and overwhelming. So what are you excited about right now? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, the pendulum swings wide, right? Like the more difficult it seems that, or the more successful that seems that one gets in their life or in their business, that it comes on the opposite end with a lot of of baggage, right? Mm. Like just kind of emotional drama. So I feel that this has been one of those years for everybody. It's that, you know, the the pendulum swings wide that while we are all like, we've all lost something, we're all grieving something and we're all learning to be patient with this kind of unknown and unprecedented of 2020. In the same time, we're going through these like monumental shifts and we see like all of these amazing kind of spiritual entrepreneurs or however you want to call it light workers or feminine leadership just kind of rising. And so I'm super, super excited by seeing this kind of evolution and this space for more women leaders to rise up in the midst of all of the grief and everything that we've been holding on to. So kind of finding striking that balance and living with the patience and <laughs> trusting myself is kind of what I've been really excited um, just in kind of my personal life and my business life, like celebrating all of those extreme wins and those extreme losses. Yeah, I agree. And I appreciate that acknowledgement that we've all lost something. We're all grieving something. I've said multiple times um, that I feel like an analogy for where we're at right now is that we all have a migraine that we've had for months and months and months. And we've had it for so long that we're a little bit like dismissive that we actually have a really bad migraine. And so instead we're like, oh, it's just like a light headache. But the reality is like, no, we're still waking up every single day with a really bad migraine, but because we have to survive and cope, we've downplayed it so that we can keep going. And so I think it's important that sometimes we stop and honor like, no, we're actually still in this really acute thing that, Mm -hmm. and we don't know when it's going to end and it's still really hard and we've lost a lot of things and it's okay to push pause and honor all of that right here and there. Yeah. I mean, it's like all we've lost the ability to connect in person, but we've gained the ability to connect, you know, via zoom online with like a much wider community, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've lost the opportunity to go out 
and, you know, party and celebrate and late nights with friends and family. But then we've gained the opportunity for some like really deep reflection and creating like massive amounts of content. At least that's like from my end, you know, (laughs) my late nights being replaced with early mornings of like just creating, creating, creating. Yes. You've written two books recently. (laughs) Let's not gloss over that. So your late nights have been replaced by writing, not just a book, writing two books. Writing two books and um, committing, you know, I learned commitment from Sarah Dean herself, you know, the empress of commitment in with creating my podcast. So I launched a podcast in February and committed to weekly episodes. I can't believe that I totally held on to that and created two books. Yeah, it's been pretty an epic year of just creation. I'm so excited because like this content needed to come out now. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, I write about astrology and just like harnessing our own star powers. And I think in this kind of unprecedented year, we're all looking for direction and meaning. And of course, the stars and astrology astrology, our own astrology just gives us that kind of meaning. Yeah, absolutely. And so we have to, I have to tell people and like tease them a little, <laughs> you're going to read my chart during this conversation and it's, oh, yes. it's going to blow my <laughs> mind, but probably everyone else's too. <laughs> <So> <laughs> this is going to be super fun. So we'll get into that in a minute because it is really interesting as we have time to make more considerations around who we are, where we're going, who we're becoming, all of those things. It's really interesting to stop and look at kind of some of the innate things about where we are in the universe and kind of the space that we take up in the universe. Um, So I'm really excited to dig into that. Before we do that, though, I want to connect this to motherhood for a minute, because I only learned about this recently, only learned this about you recently, that your journey into motherhood was an accidental journey. (laughs) And I didn't know that. And so tell us just a little bit about your accidental entrance into motherhood and what that has looked like for you. And remind me, because your son's name is Rocket, which I love. How old old is he now? He will be five on December 31st. Okay. Funny. So oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, so I will always remember, you know, my, the most epic new year's Eve will always be the birth of my son, but yeah, I'm a late bloomer in so many respects at that. I got pregnant and had my son at the ripe young age of 41. At that point I had kind of, when I got pregnant, I didn't actually realize that I could have gotten pregnant because I had never been pregnant before in my entire life. I never had a partner that I wanted to have a child with. And by the time I turned 41, I kind of dismissed the idea of becoming a mother. I was like, okay, that's just not in the cards for me. And I made my peace with it. And it was just kind of right when my dad passed away in 2015. And I think there was this kind of just this unlocking moment of when my dad passed away like he always wanted a grandchild and he was always bugging me and asking me, Hey, when are you going to have a child? When are you going to have a child? And that never really happened. And then right as he was passing away, I just miraculously got pregnant. It was just the strangest, strangest thing. Like I could actually feel the moment I got pregnant and I was like, wait, is this happening? You know, there's probably heard this story before. And I've heard women also say like, I knew the exact moment that I got pregnant and I did too. I felt like this, like, so there are, you can actually feel implanted. My doctor warned me about this as we tried to get pregnant over the course of a number of years, but you can actually feel implantation. But I think so many people aren't looking for it or waiting for it or just aren't in tune enough with their bodies to feel it. I don't know that I actually felt it myself, <laughs> my child, but my doctor did tell me that like, that's totally a thing. 
Yeah, it's totally a thing. It was literally like the day after my dad passed away and I was cleaning up his room and there was like a little bell that went off in my like sacrum. And I was like, what was that? Oh my gosh. (laughs) It was so strange. It was just the craziest thing. The time you didn't make any connection, like, oh, this might mean I'm pregnant. I'm assuming you just noticed it and moved on with your day. I was like, I did notice it. And I was like, that can't be the case. Like I didn't believe it at first, the little ding. And then a month later when, you know, when I missed my cycle, I first, I went to one of my astrology bestie, who's also a Jinshin practitioner. It's kind of like this acupuncture and she felt my pulse and she's like, you have this strange double pulse. And so I went to go get a test the next day. And sure enough, it was just the strangest thing. I didn't think it could would, was possible. And so at the same time I was mourning my dad, I was kind of, I went to go see a therapist because I couldn't like manage all of the things. Like I already That's made peace. Yeah. With not being a mom. And so I was like, do I keep this child? Do I not keep this child? Like, how does this fit into my life? And so a therapist really helped me come to the conclusion that this piece of hope was something that I needed to bring into my life. And so fast forward, I have an almost five-year-old son and obviously it changed my life. It made me a better business person. It made me I'm still learning how to be a more patient person. Patience is not really what I mean. I think every mother on the planet is like, I'm still practicing how to be more patient. Yeah. So it was just kind of this, you know, I love my son. I don't think that I really love the idea of being a mom, but I'm doing my best. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all in that boat, but it's so interesting. And what a huge adjustment to, I'm wondering if like me, you can't, you had this really full lengthy life before becoming a mom, but also at this point, having a child for five years, can you kind of not even remember what life was like before him? Oh gosh. No, I remember. I planned (laughs) for it. (laughs) That's so funny. Tell me more. (laughs) Yeah. We had like, you know, a carefree life, like being able to go meet a friend for a drink or go to this event or go to that event and not really thinking about the consequences or hiring a babysitter or like, what's my next morning going to be like? So I do, you know, that was a big morning process, right? Of kind of giving up that freedom that I lived with for so long up until I was 41. And so, you know, kind of getting dipping my toes into the responsibilities of motherhood. That's so funny because that first year I had a lot, I very much felt like I was grieving this past life, which Mm -hmm. I did not expect that to be the case. I very much expected I had wanted to be a mom so bad that I was like, I'm going to love every minute of it. So I didn't see that grief coming, but then after a certain point, I couldn't, and to right now, like, I can't remember what life was like before. I'm like, what did I do all weekend? Like, I can't figure out how I filled my time. Like, I know I did. I know I was, I thought I was super busy, but I don't remember what I was doing. (laughs) So it's super interesting just how we are connected to those moments where there's a before and after time in our life, like before being a mom versus you know, after becoming a mom, I think that's fascinating. Yeah. If I may, there's this in astrology, there's kind of the midlife crises that happens and you can see it in astrology. It's when the Uranus, which is what one of the outer planets has this activation with your natal Uranus and everybody gets it between like 38 and 42. And so, you know, if if you went through the normal progression and you had children in your thirties or something like that, you know, the Uranus opposition would be like, okay, I need to break free. I need to to, you know, 
know, maybe find a new relationship or buy that race car, like that kind of quintessential ideas of midlife crises. For me, my midlife crises was like having a child, getting married, mourning my dad. And just like, I feel like I still have PTSD Mm. from that kind of transition because it was like this huge, huge shakeup. But it also kind of prepared me for this year, which, you know, we're all having that kind of crises, right? There's a social crisis going on this year. Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about this, the work that you do around astrology and can you talk about how did you discover astrology and then how did it evolve to become your profession? This is so fascinating to me. Oh yeah. Well, I've always loved astrology. I think probably from like the sixth grade, I grew up in Hawaii from this very, very mixed family. Like I'm half Filipino and my mom is Jewish. And I had in my single household, I had all of these different spiritual traditions. We had the Judaism. My grandmother was Catholic and Methodist and my dad was Buddhist and everything was in our household. So I was always questioning all these spiritual traditions. Like mom, how come you don't believe that, you know, Jesus is the son of God when grandma's telling me like, I have to like, you know, do all these things. Otherwise Jesus is going to get me. Oh my God, that's so interesting. <laughs> like those like, are very many dynamic religions that don't agree on the same things. <laughs> yeah. So and fascinating. So as- hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. As a child, how do you make sense of all of those different things? You have, there's all of these stories going on. And so in sixth grade, I learned about astrology. Like my teacher was like, hey, everybody has an astrological sign. What's your astrology sign? And I discovered that I was an Aquarius and I was like, wow, it totally like just blew my mind that there was this whole system of self-realization. I didn't know the word self-realization at that time, of course, but there was this whole system of astrology that told us who we were and who we were meant to be all based on the time you were born. And so from that early age on, I just kind of deepened my astrological knowledge. And of course, like my, all of my closest friends were always into astrology and we would talk into the 
the middle of the night. And that just kind of deepened and deepened all through my adulthood. But I time I finally figured out how to integrate it with my business is that I've had, I've run a web and branding design firm since about 2004. And, you know, I'm not the best designer, I would say I wasn't the best brander, but I had this really you know, great circle of clients. And all of us were just kind of just doing okay. None of us, we were all surviving, but not thriving until like, right after I had my son, I was just like, Oh, this is, I can't go on this way, this kind of mediocre way, there has to be something else. And that's when I looked at my astrological chart, I hadn't looked at it ever since my son was born, I was just like too busy. And then one day and kind of like this despair, I opened up my chart and I was so happy to see my chart. I recognized all of the different pieces and I had been searching outside, like, what am I doing with my business? I was looking to all of the business gurus, right? Like there's all those online gurus and branding gurus where it's like, you have to create a, a personal brand this way. You have to create a business brand this way. Choose one archetype. Have you heard of those like brand yes. archetypes before? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so frustrating because I was like, I can't fit into one archetype. Like I am so multifaceted like this. It was so frustrating. So when I opened up my chart, I was like, oh, look at my son. And my son is an Aquarius and my moon is in Sagittarius and my risings in Gemini. Like, how am I supposed to pick one when I'm made up of all of these different energies? And I was like, Ding. It was the same thing. It was like when my when I felt myself getting pregnant with my son, there was just this ding that all of a sudden I could see an entire branding framework in my astrological chart. And I was like, what is this? And that's right when I met you, Sarah. It's like all of the pieces started falling into place once I saw this vision of what I was supposed to create. Then all of these business coaches came into my lap. All of these different networking people came into my lap, all because I decided that I needed something better in my life. Mm -hmm. And it was presented with me. And that's when I started creating, bringing in astrology into my branding agency. And all of a sudden, all of my clients' results, my results just started to get so much more specific and so much more expansive, all because I started aligning myself with my natal chart in my business. Oh my gosh. So cool. And there's so much power in knowing this. So when you do my reading, we'll probably talk about this a little bit more, but as I've had a couple of situations, you have read my chart before, but I'm excited because it's been a while. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. for this again, because it's going to remind me of a whole bunch of things I know, but between this, and then I've actually talked to a medium I've talked, I've spoken to a medium a couple of times and I've had a psychic reading and just things that I will tell you, I would have rolled my eyes at real hard (laughs) a few years ago, but it's been this constant or consistent like affirmation and validation of who I am, which has really guided me to be that person versus like, maybe I should try this and maybe I should try that instead of recognizing like, no, 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 like this is who you are and go with that rather than trying to be something that you're not. And that's so affirming. And I think that you found that too, it sounds like, and that has guided your work in a big way and guided you to some really great success. So can you talk about how your work has evolved in the last couple of years so that it's become something that's the right fit for you versus like you said, like trying to fit into molds that other people were trying to create? 
Yeah. And, you know, you talked, you said the you took the words right out of my mouth because there's this idea of looking at our natal chart and like really validating the powers that we've somehow dismissed or lost because of all of the shoulds. Right. right? <laughs> like we look out to the outside of us instead of the inside and we pick up all of these shoulds. And, you know, some of it's by design also, right? Just like the way that we were brought up from either our parents or schooling or, you know, patriarchy or, you know, colonialism, right? Like all of these things that we pick up as the shoulds. Yeah. And we live to this ideal of who we should be. And then we get caught in this idea of copying and comparison because we're not being who we think we should be. <laughs> right. And so once we start to look at our astrology, we start to validate who we are meant to be. And looking at all these things that we've dismissed, like our superpowers represented by our sun sign or our soft powers represented by our moon sign or our power of attraction based on our rising sign, when we are able to understand those powers and how they are meant to work together, then we can kind of, I think of it as like fine tuning, like a guitar, you know, you fine tune each of your strings for and then the strings have to be then in tune with each other and it makes the whole instrument resonate and like the more in tune your instrument is the farther out your energy ripples out and resonates and so I feel like just by us looking at our natal chart and fine-tuning three core energies we're able to amplify and resonate our exact energy instead of trying to be you know be somebody that we think we should be. I love that. And I love that you use the word amplify because I think that's like exactly what I was trying to hone in on and couldn't quite pinpoint is that once you know these things about yourself, you know, these very specific pieces of yourself and who you are at your core, then you get to amplify those pieces. And the magic that comes from that is exponential and so different than trying to be something that you're not or something that you're not meant to be and just clawing at it in like inconsistent frustration and defeat and exhaustion um, yes. and it has such a different feel to it. Like you amplify the energy around it, but the outcomes are amplified as well. And there's this momentum that's created in that, that I think is extremely powerful. Oh my gosh, 100% yes. And, you know, even though I work with like businesses and I talk about brand astrology, what I really mean is that when we're living up to our own brand, we are living in our full capacity for leadership. And, you know, all of your listeners here as mothers, we are all leaders. And I can assume that many of us have dismissed the ideas of being able to see ourselves as leaders, but even if you have, if you're just leading your family, right, your family is looking up to you for direction, for guidance. And we struggle because we don't know what type of leader we are meant to be. And when we can like look at our natal chart and understand our specific superpowers and our unique powers, then we can like step into those powers and lead from this place of like self-authority. It's like so yes. liberating. 
Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I absolutely agree. I love that so much. I totally agree with everything that you're saying. And I've felt this so much myself. And I know that you felt it as you've stepped into your gifts and really, really giving yourself that permission and space to amplify your gifts in the last year. So can you talk about why you think more people are connecting to astrology and letting it guide their life and their life's work now? I think there is more and more awareness around this and it's seeming what I love is that it's seeming to be more mainstream and less counterculture and which is fascinating to me because this isn't like just a woo-woo thing anymore. It's <laughs> like anyone could and should integrate this into their work and can get really great results from it and have better and bigger impact in the world. Yeah. I mean, I can see this just from like a perspective of just looking at the astrology of the here and now, you know, 2020 has astrologers have been looking to 2020 for decades, (laughs) like wondering what was going to happen in 2020. Right. And there's always been this kind of idea that when things get really uncertain, people look for meaning and they look to the stars. So that's like one kind of blanket statement. But in 2020, one of the reasons like from just an astrological perspective, there were so many shifts. This is like the beginning of a new era, but we can't start a new era until we've disassembled the old era. So if we think of like, if we look at timeline of 2020, like this will be like the ending of the old and the beginning of the new. And part of the beginning of the new, I see this kind of as an evolution. It's the rise of social equity. It's the rise of spiritual entrepreneurship, meaning not like one kind of spirituality, like a monotheistic kind of religion, but like a spirituality that one has with finding and understanding themselves and connecting with their intuition. Like you can actually see this in the stars that this is happening on a collective level, meaning that it's happening to every single person on the earth. And there are people who are scared of change. They don't want to evolve, that they're really, really happy with the way that things were in the past. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be a place for these people going in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Like we are being asked to evolve or just not be <laughs> anymore. Yeah. It's so beautiful to see how this has shifted to see, you know, a more equitable and like diverse leaders coming to the fore. Like you can even see it with this past election. Yes. I was just thinking that. Yeah. It's so amazing. And so we actually have quite a bit of work to do with all of the big shifts that happened in 2020. We have one more big shift coming up on December 21st. Have you heard of this, Sarah? No, I'm very curious. (laughs) Oh, yes. So we have one big shift of 2020 coming up. So Over the course of 2020, we've had three outer planets, Jupiter, which represents our vision and expansion and faith. And we've had Saturn, which represents structures and systems. And we've had Pluto, which represents intensity and shadows and transformation. These three planets have all met up over the course of 2020 in different pairings, all in the sign of Capricorn, which Capricorn represents old systems. It represents big business. It represents 
big structures, big corporations, kind of top-down structures. And so the meeting of these three planets over the course of 2020 has pretty much represented this kind of tearing down of the old so we can start something new. So the last pairing is going to happen on December 21st, just right on the solstice, meaning the sun moves Mm. into Capricorn. It's on the northern hemisphere, the shortest day of, of the year where we welcome in the light in the southern hemisphere, the longest day of the year where we welcome darkness. But on that day, Saturn structures and systems is meeting up with Jupiter expansion in the sign of Aquarius, which is, so we're moving from Capricorn, old systems, old structures into Aquarius, which is very innovative, future thinking, social equity, humanitarian, technological advancements. So when Jupiter and Saturn meet, they meet every 20 years. So it's not like this huge deal, but for them to meet 20 years, every 20 years in the sign of Aquarius hasn't happened in 800 years. Oh my gosh. Yes. So we are really welcoming in, to me, this looks like a spiritual evolution, a system expansion in terms of we are all being asked to create new ways of working together in ways that are socially equitable, in ways that are sustainable, like the ideals of Capricorn are evolving from, you know, profiteering and hustle, hustle, hustle and drive and, you know, growth aspects into this place of what's sustainable? How can we create success that is regenerative, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of just taking and taking and taking. So I feel that this is really, you know, I'm a very optimistic person in general, but I'm very excited about the future that we are going to build as long as we can keep our faith high and know that we are really building something for the future. Oh my gosh. I love that you said success, how to find success that is regenerative because that's so opposite hustle culture. Oh yes. (laughs) Which is like to get more, you have to work harder to get more. You have to work harder over and over and over. That makes me exhale. (laughs) Yes. Right. You can finally relax just a little bit. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I mean, I feel like we've seen a lot of these shifts happening, starting to happen already. And I love that this confirmation that we're moving toward expansiveness, because I feel like I've seen hints of that for sure. I think many of us have seen hints around that. And I would say, you know, for me personally, being pleased by the outcome of the election, I feel like that's a massive step toward expansion, but I love that that you have this confirmation that this is a big thing, that this is actually happening and that this is unusual thing that it happens every 800 years. That's super powerful and super exciting. Yeah. So what that means for us, right? How we then apply this in our daily lives is that, you know, from now until like December 21st is like really understanding where we need to expand in our lives and like kind of the old limiting self-beliefs, kind of the old structures that we put on ourselves, you know, this idea of all of these shoulds, what needs letting go of so that we can actually build our new vision of the future that we want to create. And so this takes a little bit of reflection, you know, about and being grateful for even the challenges that we've had and getting really clear with what, like how, what our role is in the future. What do we want our role to be in the future? Absolutely. I love it. Oh my gosh. This is really exciting. This episode is supported by care.com. I know you're wearing a ton of hats right now, (laughs) so many hats and juggling so many things, and you don't have to. 
If you're like me, you keep on adding more and more things to your own plate instead of asking other people to help you. So care.com is the world's largest online destination for finding and managing family care. Care.com helps millions of families find high quality care for their children, aging loved ones, for their homes and for their pets. So right now you could be having support people from care.com helping with making kids lunches, cleaning up the house, keeping up with laundry, helping with homework. They do anything from childcare, which might be nannies or sitters or after school care or during school care as the case may be, to senior care, which is 24 hour care, helping with errands, transportation of seniors, medical aid and companionship, to house care, which could be housekeepers and errand runners and landscapers, and additional services like pet care, tutoring and special needs care. There are so many things that people through care.com can help you with. And here's the great thing, they've already been checked out. So this is the largest selection of local caregivers and they put everything in one place so that the tools and information are all in place to guide families through the hiring process, including reviews on caregivers, background checks, everything that you need to feel supported and to feel safe in this decision-making around who you're gonna have helping out your family and helping out your household. So I want you to check out care.com and I want you to check out their premium membership. That's the one that I have. And with the premium membership, Shameless Moms get 30% off. And so what you're gonna do with that premium membership, in order to get that premium membership, you're gonna go to care.com slash shameless mom or use the promo code shameless mom. So go to care.com slash shameless mom or use the code shameless mom to get 30% off your premium membership today and have ease, peace of mind, confidence when hiring support and to stop juggling all the things all on your own. So go to care.com slash shameless mom. So can you talk just a little bit, we're going to do a reading for me in a minute, but before that, can you just talk, I think this is really interesting. You just talked about how this shift can help us overcome our own self-limiting beliefs. And I think that this is something that is so relevant to moms and especially right now. Um, How can moms use astrology to become more confident and to see themselves as leaders in our lives and in our communities? I think that just everything you described really feels like it's positioning women and moms to put themselves into leadership positions and to overcome these self-limiting beliefs that I think motherhood really brings upon us. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm, I'm excited to hear you talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So one of like the biggest keys to understand how we are meant to lead is our rising sign. So, Mm. you know, if you go find your chart, if you know, you need to know your birth time and birthplace to get your rising sign accurately. Our rising sign, when I look at it from a business perspective, it's kind of our first key to branding because this is the way that people already experience us. This is how people already see us. And so when we understand how people are already see us, you know, this could be our partners, this could be our children, this could be, you know, whoever, like acquaintances, friends, when we step into that role more, and we can guide others from that place, we actually become more effective leaders, become more aligned and more harmonious. So, you know, instead of this is for me, you know, shouting at my son to do something, (laughs) I'm a Gemini rising. And so a Gemini is about creating dialogue and asking questions. When I ask my son a question, you know, instead of telling him, Hey, get in the bath now, it's time to take a bath. I can just ask him a question like, Hey, do you, is it time for you to take a bath now? Or, Hey, are you ready to take your bath? And asking questions instead of making demands because I'm stepping into my role as a Gemini rising. 
Oh, interesting. Because I'm much more directive. I'm not so much a mom question asker. Yeah. So I love And this. you're not supposed to be. You're a Capricorn rising. Yeah, so yeah, that's what for I was just you. gonna say. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. Okay, so let's go ahead and do this because I think this will help other people. I love that example that you just gave, how we can know these little nuanced pieces of ourselves to understand how we show up in parenting, how we show up in leadership, all of these different parts of ourselves. So I was born on November 21st, 1975 at 1130 in the morning in Seattle. And having given you all of that information, you mm-hmm. pulled up my birth chart. And so <laughs> I remember when we went through this before, because I think you must have read my chart like two years ago, probably a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it was fascinating and very affirming and I've forgotten some of it. And so when you just pulled it up right before we started recording, you were like, oh yeah. And you got all excited. So (laughs) I'm very excited to hear what you were excited about. So go ahead and walk us through my chart a little bit. Yeah. So what I want to do with you, Sarah, is I want to look at your three core energies because, you know, if anybody has been into astrology for a while, there's lots of shiny objects, but I want us to focus in on really highlighting our three core energies, which is our sun sign, our moon sign, and our rising sign. And so Sarah, you are a Scorpio sun. And what's really fascinating about the Scorpio sun is like Scorpio is fixed water, meaning fixed is that it's investigative, it's problem solving solving, you know, wants to get to the deepest answers and it's in a water sign. So, you know, you're not afraid to talk about all of those things that are, you know, would be considered taboo. You want to dig down into the deepest shadows and bring it up and you want to transform it into something that is freeing and liberating and healing, right? 
And so you're also your son in the 10th house is in the 10th house, meaning in the public, you're supposed to be offering this kind of deep healing, this deep emotional, even therapeutic, I would say, like kind of counseling energy. This is your superpower. This is just what you do so naturally. It's in the 10th house, meaning you're supposed to do this as your profession in Mm. the public sphere. What's also super interesting with your son, you have your son, you have your Mercury and your North Node all in the 10th house, right near your mid heaven. So you are doing exactly the right thing. You're sharing this knowledge with the public. You're sharing this knowledge so that people can transform and not be imprisoned by shame. I just love that, you know, Shameless Mom Academy is like so aligned for your superpower son. And your North Node here is like, this is a stretch for you in this lifetime to be professional, to be seen in the public light. And you are totally doing it. Oh my gosh. This is so interesting. It's so interesting that you say this is a stretch for me in this lifetime because, and some, I'm going to lose some people here, but that's okay. Cause this is so entertaining. So when I went <laughs> to the medium, which I know some people are not going to believe what a medium has to say, but a medium told me that in all of my past lives, I was in male leadership roles especially religious male leadership roles. And my most like high ranking role as a female, I wasn't a female in very many lives. And the ones that I was, I was very oppressed and silenced repeatedly. And so the medium told me this is the first life that I have been a female leader. So that you would say, this is a stretch for me. That's really interesting because that aligns for me that like, I've been a leader in the past, but not a female leader. So this is a stretch in this life. I mean, like so fascinating. So I hope people are listening and finding this to be really intriguing because this has really informed how I've chosen to lead incorporating these little things that literally a few years ago, I would have been like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but now I'm like, it totally, totally makes sense. And it speaks to so many things about me and the way I show up and why I have to do certain things that like I couldn't so many friends of mine, and you've probably heard this too, during this time, Leslie entrepreneurial friends were like, oh my gosh, it would be so much easier to just go work at Trader Joe's or just go get a quote unquote, like regular job because it's scary to be an entrepreneur in a pandemic. But I'm like, I know I couldn't do it though. And I have all of this affirmation around me. It's like, no, because like, you're actually supposed to be a leader speaking out, talking about uncomfortable things, helping people with their problems. You wouldn't make it at Trader Joe's. (laughs) No, you could not take any, like you are the authority. You're not taking any (laughs) any direction from anybody else. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So that's been really helpful for me, even in a hard time to recognize, like, I know I'm doing the right thing, even on the days that it's really hard. And when it's hard for stretches of time as it has been in 2020. Yeah. And I want you to know that your intuition is super, super, super strong. And that you uh, finding a way to really trust into that deepest well of your intuition. Anybody with this much Scorpio energy, I feel like your Scorpio energy, your intuition kind of is this combination of just this emotional knowing. And then also do you ever get kind of spine shivers? I get goosebumps. I have very um, visceral responses to things like immediate like goosebumps or tears in my eyes kinds of things. Pay attention to those signals because that is your deepest well of authentic power. That's how it's speaking to you. 
Okay. Yeah. I tear up about a lot of things, but it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. It's this like really quick, strong response. And then it goes away. But I always, I do notice because I'm not someone who wants to just like sit and cry. I notice that when it happens, I'm always like, oh my gosh, like this is something to pay attention to. <laughs> Whatever. Let it flow through you and speak out about it. Okay. Those, third, those are super big signals for you. Now, your moon sign is also in a water sign, your cancer moon. It's in the sixth house. So I look at our moon sign as it's our intuition. It's our emotional kind of landscape. And when we bring it into the kind of leadership and business kind of aspects, to me, it represents how we desire, how we want to be recognized, how we want to define success for ourselves. And so cancer, another one, water sign. It's the cardinal water sign. So you like to start things you want to be Mm. no and cancer is also the divine mother. And so when we think about the divine mother, not only is she very nurturing, but the way that she creates nurturing is that she holds safe space. She holds safe space for everything to happen, right in this kind of safe container. So when we think about this in business, creating safe communities, like that is success for you. In your family, being a mother, is success to you like and being a mother in service like Mm -hmm. you love being of service to your family you love being of service to your community and your business what's really interesting is that your moon in the sixth house of service to others is conjunct mars and mars retrograde so you know earlier this year we had this big mars retrograde from like september all the way through mid november and that was probably a, a time for you where you're like oh yeah this time is actually really working for me like i feel kind of in a stride i feel like my motivations are being redirected but in this very aligned way would you say that was the case? I'm trying to remember. I know that it's like a lifetime ago. It feels like that was a year ago, even though it was only a few weeks ago. Yes. I would say that I've felt some ease that I didn't feel in the spring when things were like, felt very unknown and unpredictable. And I felt some ease around that. I know I'm doing the right thing. And I know things are going to be just fine, even though I don't know quite what that all will look like. Yeah. So with your moon and conjunct Mars, it's like your emotions have also a wide range, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're, and just to know that it's okay for you to feel anger. It's okay for you to feel sadness. It's okay for you to feel extreme happiness. Like all of those things are okay because you are meant to feel all of these wild and like, you know, wide emotions. Also to know that what motivates you because your Mars is in retrograde isn't necessarily like your normal thing, what motivates others, right? (laughs) So your idea of motivation and drive is so different than just your average person. That's validating because I... (laughs) I know that I'm driven to do things that other people would not enjoy. I'd be like, like, let's why? work out every morning first thing. And people are like, why? <laughs> yeah. And that's also you needing the, it feels like the workouts for you. This is just kind of like this emotional cleansing. It just allows you to create like that safety, that space that you mm-hmm. need to kind of function during the day. Yeah, absolutely. 
And then your Capricorn rising, right? So it's, you know, you have all of this Scorpio is a lot of fixed energy, right? It likes things that are very structured. It likes things that are very, very planned. And Capricorn also is a very structured energy. And so your rising sign, the leader that you are meant to be, the way that you guide others is like, it's very practical. It's very structured. It's very step-by-step. It's very goal-oriented, meaning that you want to have a result. And so this is the way that you lead everybody with understanding that, hey, there's this result. But now knowing that we're evolving this idea of Capricorn from this place of capitalism and profiteering to this new evolved way of Capricorn, which is regenerative and sustainable. Like, yes, it's still responsible. Yes, it's still disciplined with the service to being able to have space to regenerate, have space to sustain. Oh my gosh. I love that. That makes a lot of sense. And it's so beautiful. And you do this best when you are in partnership, when you are helping others be heart led, helping others be confident, helping others, you know, especially your moms, because you have cancer on your descendant, your ideal customer are moms who are looking for permission to be confident and heart centered. Oh my gosh. So perfect. (laughs) Isn't it like, this is just in your chart. (laughs) So perfect. I love this because I don't remember I'm in a different place than I would have been a couple of years ago. And so this is like, I'm applying this and, you know, to where I'm at right now. And this is really awesome. Yeah. When I see your chart like this, your moms, you know, the clients that you're and the customers that you're most supposed to serve, they're looking for purpose. They're looking for heart centeredness. They're looking for confidence. Mm-hmm. They're looking and for that permission, for that structure on how to create a heart led life. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. That was amazing. Thank you so much. You're I, welcome. That was so cool. Okay. So like I said, knowing these things about myself and about my birth chart has been so empowering as I make decisions. And especially when things are so unpredictable as they are right now in 2020. And as we enter 2021, um, it's, it's very validating for me to recognize, like, even though you don't know certain things, and even though it appears the world is falling apart some days, this is what you do know. And you are actually doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. And you are actually working in your gifts, which is that means a lot when it feels like the world can be and the things around me can be spinning out of control. So can you talk a little bit about how you help women and women in business in particular, in the way that you just helped me and talk about your books, podcasts, all of those kinds of things, because I have a feeling that now that other women have heard me go through this process with you, they're like, hold on, I I need to know this for myself now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like this kind of self-realization and self-understanding helps us get really clear and focus on the things that we want to create more of in our life, right? It helps us make decisions. It helps us like be able to say no to things that don't serve us. And oftentimes the universe is just looking for you to decide, 
right? Yeah. And I know that's really hard. I've lived a long time not deciding and just kind of going with the flow. But once I've decided that I wanted something more, then the universe kind of just opened up for me and gave me the opportunities that allowed me to go after those gifts. So what I hope to do with astrology, um, you know, I have a podcast. It's called The Savvy Luminary, and you can find it on any of your favorite podcast players. And you know, I teach astrology and how to use it in your life and your business. And I give weekly updates of the astrology and the energies that we are meant to work with. One of the things, my approach to astrology is one that's empowering and not fear-mongering because there's a lot of astrologers out there that will convince you that the sky is falling. And I don't believe that. I believe that we always have a choice on how to look at an energy when we get really curious about what it's supposed to teach us, right? That's me coming from my Gemini rising, always leading with curiosity. (laughs) So I often pose questions in my podcast. And then I wrote these two books. The first book is New Moon Rituals for Entrepreneurs, Design Your Success with the Power of the New Moon, because I believe that new moons are a time where we set our intentions and setting intentions in ritual allows us to get really clear on what we want to create in our life, right? Again, it's not going with the flow anymore. It's being super intentional with what we want to create and just creating space to get clear on what we want. So I have a book that allows you to use all of the new moons of 2021 and how to personalize it for your specific astrology. And it's designed for people who are newbies to astrology, as well as it gives some kind of astro techie tips for the people who are seasoned um, astro gazers. And then the second book is called Star Powered Brand. And that takes you through what I just did for you, Sarah, looking at your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign, and how to really amplify those three core energies so that you can be the luminous leader that you were born to be. Oh my gosh. I love it. So if someone bought, if you're going to get a book, is there one that you recommend starting with? Is like, is, are they sequential? They're not sequential. They're a little bit different. The um, star powered brand, you can use that at any time, okay. right? That's for you to kind of like understand your core energies. Um, New moon rituals for entrepreneurs. This one is a little bit more timed because it's for all of the new moons of 2021. It would be really amazing, you know, to start off the year with this book and start off with the first new moon in 2021 to really design success on your own terms. Okay. I'm super excited to check this out because (laughs) yeah. So I want everyone to go get the books. And if you were intrigued by the reading of my chart, I think that star powered brand would be really helpful for people to go kind of dig into their own birth charts. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Awesome. So I have one more question for you. In what ways are you currently showing up as a shameless mom? Oh gosh. Well, (laughs) what way am I showing up as a shameless mom? You know, I think one of the practices for me is just learning to always be there for my son. Like as we talked about in the very beginning that I spent so many of my years, my 41 years before I had a child, just being my own person. And so it's been a challenge, you know, even after five years of just always being there for my son when he needs me. And then also telling him I'm sorry when I make Mm, mistakes. That's been a lesson for me. Yes. That's a good one. I've been trying to practice that more actively to 
for my perfectionist, not that we shouldn't be saying, sorry, we should be saying, sorry, when we mess up regardless, but for my very perfectionistic child, I've been practicing really pointing out when I make mistakes and apologizing for things that might be hurtful or harmful or whatever, just because when you have a perfectionistic kid, (laughs) you have to give them permission to be imperfect. So I find myself like looking like, Oh, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Just because I think it's really good modeling, but I, I love that modeling as well, teaching our children, especially boys, I think to be humble with apologies. I think that's really, really important. Yes. To be humble with apologies, to know that making mistakes is part of learning things. Like I feel my son's the same way. Like he doesn't want to try things Mm. if they're hard for him. And so encouraging him to do that. And the other big thing I hear myself telling him all the time is that your words Mm -hmm. have power when he starts saying things are boring or things, you know, starts talking things badly about things. I'm like, "Uh -uh." uh-uh. Oh my gosh. So before Vinny had more were feeling words in his vernacular, everything that he didn't like was boring. Boring, yeah. <laughs> so I'm laughing that you're because I was like, is this common that kids just think everything they don't, this is boring. And I'm like, you don't actually mean boring. You mean that you just don't like it. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. It drives me bananas when he said this. Yes, boring. me too. <laughs> Me too. So don't worry if he has strong um, impressions and strong opinions, which it sounds like maybe he does. Don't worry. More words are on the horizon. Oh, good. (laughs) More descriptors are coming (laughs) and probably some more attitude too. Oh, that's already started. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Leslie, this has been so good. So fun and really, really informative. I mean, obviously from a personal perspective, I'm just, I'm so grateful. And this has been fascinating to me, but I also think that you've created this space for people who want to lean into astrology in ways that are like really concrete and really um, specific and really applicable and lean into it in a practical sense. This is a great way to do it. And this is, I think you've given people some perspective into what that actually looks like and how we can use this as use astrology as a tool to own and honor our gifts in a really powerful way. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Please tell people where they can find you, connect with you, get the books all that good stuff. Oh, yes. Thank you again, Sarah, for having me. This is so fun. You can reach me on my Instagram at New Moon Creative Co. And you can find my podcast at thesavvyluminary.com. If you want to order my books, you can also go to thesavvyluminary.com forward slash 2021. So that's 2021. Okay. And that's where you order the books. Okay. Yes. I'm making a note of that right there. Okay. Perfect. So people can go to shamelessmom.com, click on the episode with Leslie Tagorda, and then you can get all those links, get the books, all that good stuff. I am totally going to go get the star powered brand for myself right now so that I can keep referring back to this because here's the thing I know. I know there's more hard days ahead and I want to be able to open up this book and be like, Oh, this is what I need to do in this situation. Like this is who I am and this is how I want to show up. Um, and this is what's in alignment for me. And that's going to be a really great tool. So thank you for being here, Leslie. This has been so fun. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode 
episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.